Hello, I am Dr. Tyra Lindsay Warren, host of this podcast, Real Values, Real News. As the founder of the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival in Waco, Texas, as well as a film, theater, and live events producer, I wanted to create an entertainment program where everyone who is a fan of film, entertainment, the performing arts, could come and feel welcomed. Therefore, this is a space where we can discuss the film and entertainment industry and the real, R-E-E-L, values that can exist and or should exist in the business. We also will have fun discussing the latest films and artistic projects by well-known filmmakers and artists that you know and those who you may not know and are up and coming. Ultimately, I believe that the power of storytelling in films and more can open hearts and minds so that we can all perhaps treat each other a little better, love each other a little better, and truly realize our full humanity and that we are more alike than we are different. Sounds good? So let's get started. Our first guest is a music executive extraordinaire. Specifically, Miss Vivian Scott Chu is the recipient of the 2022 Champions Award of the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival. The award recognizes individuals and organizations that are exemplars of quote unquote good disruption in film, television, entertainment, music, and the performing arts industries. Welcome, Vivian, to Real Values, Real News. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to have you, Vivian. I am um, a fan from afar of all of your work <laughs> and um, and have worked with you over the years as well as prayed with you over the years. So it is an honor and a pleasure to have you as a guest today. So let's start, if you don't mind, with you sharing with our audience what are your real, which is quote, unquote, R-E-E-L, values or your philosophy, so to speak, when it comes to the productions that you produce, as well as the artists that you manage and more. Wow, that's a great question. I would say my number one real value is that I have to 100% believe in it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, over the course of my career, which is primarily focused in the music industry, uh, whether I was working with artists through my affiliation with ASCAP, which is a performing arts rights society, where writers and publishers were signed and we represented their works, um, I had to believe in them as writers and publishers, as well as when I went on to my career to work at various record companies and in the department of A&R, which stands for Artist and Repertoire, I had to believe in them fully because I had to convince the rest of our team, our radio team, our publicity team, our marketing team, that this was something something that we should really seriously look at. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been blessed and successful in, in that career. And then I decided on a whim that my husband and I should work together on a project. And the project was going to be initially just a record in Cuba, mm -hmm. where we were going to bring U.S. artists to work with Cuban artists. And in the midst of the planning, I said, you know what, we should really document this. You know, most Americans, or at least the friends I know, have not visited Cuba. 
I think that people's perception of what Cuba is, was, or will be is not necessarily the truth or not necessarily what I experienced. So um, what started off as almost a, a crazy idea turned out to be something that was quite life-changing for myself, my husband, our team, and I would hope the Cubans that we, that we fellowshiped with. Fantastic. And it's a beautiful, beautiful piece, Two Beats, One Soul. Can you delve further into just making that transition from music, you know, producers, extraordinaires to filmmakers and producers? Well, it was, I've been known in my career to do things that have not been done before. You know, I started an international marketing company, which still exists today, by the name of Time Zone International, and nobody was paying attention to, particularly to urban artists' careers Mm -hmm. outside the U.S. You know, at that time, we were told that the culture didn't translate, you know, Mm -hmm. up to very recently, that the music industry, I'm so sorry, that the um, film industry has also taken on the idea that, oh, well, maybe movies that star black actors and actresses will translate mm-hmm. overseas. You know, it was if it wasn't Will Smith, it wasn't going to get an international release. Right. So um, I've always been a little ahead of the curve on doing things that hadn't been done before. And like I mentioned, this was going to be purely just an audio project. But when we got there, and we saw the beauty of Cuba and, and just how the whole process was happening of Americans who spoke no Spanish. We did have a translator with us, but none of us spoke Spanish. And the Cubans spoke very little English. So just watching the humor in the human, forgive me, interaction between us was something that we realized needed to be documented. And we didn't go down just to film initially. We went down to do a lot of fact finding. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray, my husband, Ray Chu, and I, um, who's co-producer on that, we got very immersed in the culture. We went and visited the Yoruba Museum. We went to different people's homes and just sat and, and got to drink in their culture. We found out that religion and music and, and just family and just everything was all blended into one. So we were able to document that beautiful, beautiful process. And so how has it been for you to be, um, I don't know if you're used to this moniker, filmmaker or producer? How has that how has that title been for you? Well, it's been quite rewarding. It's definitely something that I didn't know. Uh, I was going to to do and not quite sure if that's going to be my main focus moving forward. I think what I am and you know me as as a person as well is that I'm just open to whatever doors God opens Mm -hmm. and I will boldly walk through if I am affirmed that that's the way that I'm supposed to walk. And I was absolutely certain that doing this project in Cuba was the right thing to do with all of the challenges that came along (laughs) Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. And so staying on the film just a little bit longer, can you share with the audience the journey that the film has taken in terms of film festivals? We are honored to be showing it next year at the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival. But what, where has the film taking you and Ray? Well, it's taken us uh, to quite a few places that we did not uh, think we would be. You know, mm-hmm. we were very blessed to win a uh, best documentary 
at the International Black Film Festival in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, it's been entered, we were considered for the American Black Film Festival in the documentary lane as mm -hmm. well, the Teaneck Film Festival. It, it's been about five or six different ones. And um, people have enjoyed the film. We so far mm -hmm. have not uh, been placed uh, into a digital streaming platform, which is where we are looking. We are in negotiations with several of them. And I think that particularly because Americans cannot freely travel to Cuba right now, mm -hmm. that our film gives a really good broad stroke of what that country looks like. And it's like the little engine that could <laughs> just when we go, okay, well, that's something that we did. And that was nice. It pops back up. So I just thank you so much for the opportunity and the honor for us to be able to show it at your film festival next year. Definitely. And, you know, I totally forgot, Vivian, we just concluded the Florida Family and Faith International That's Film right. Festival That's on right. Monday. On and that. so yeah. we had so many um, individuals and families who watched Two Beats, One Soul over the Thanksgiving season and was very well received. So thank you, you know, for, for that you. participation. So moving back to the work that you've done in the music industry. Can you share with the audience um, some of your favorite artists that you have per perhaps worked with in your career? Wow, it's been a it's been a long career. Um, you know, I started out working uh, with an entertainment attorney, uh, a woman by the name of Louise West, mm -hmm. and she gave me my shot uh, a long time ago. And she's the one that really opened the doors to me in all the different possibilities and lanes that I could get in in music. And I stumbled upon a producer by the name of Kashif. And unfortunately, Kashif's passed away, but Kashif is most well known for his work with Whitney Houston. So the first artist that I worked with was 21-year-old Whitney Houston wow. in the studio, producing her first song, You Give Good Love. Worked with Kashif for a while, and then I went on to work at labels. And I got bitten by the, the Jamaica bug. I think it was because I just liked the fact that I could expense it and go to Jamaica <laughs> on the company's expense. But I also really, really loved the music and the island. And then again, you know, it's very similar to how I fell in love with Cuba. You know, it's just the spirit of the island that I fell in love with. And I signed uh, a band by the name of Third World that has sold millions of records. And while I was down there, there was a new craze that was that was happening called Dance Hall. Mm -hmm. And there was one artist that dominated everything and his name was Shaba Ranks. Mm -hmm. And I signed Shaba and I signed many Dance Hall artists after that. And it was then when I realized how much our music did translate yes. overseas because yes. Shaba was already an international star. And I started my company. And so I was able to work with artists that ranged from um, oh, Jill Scott to Indy Irie to B.B. Winans to Iyama Van Zandt to Jojo mm -hmm. in the pop realm. And I was able to work their records outside the U.S. and, and give them some kind of um, very successful global careers at, for some of them. So that's, uh, there's been many, there's been many, I've been very blessed. And so what have been your challenges, uh, as well as your triumphs in your career thus far? Mm, lots of triumphs, mm -hmm. gold, platinum, Grammys, all amazing blessings. Yes. Challenges, um, challenges that I was willing to take on, you know, being at a record company where the system, particularly at that time, it's very different now where independent artists can just put records up on Spotify and 
can become, you know, stars in mm -hmm. a week. We really had to come together in what our overall plan was going to be as a team. So it always started with convincing my team members at the record label as to why I signed this artist and what my vision was. And then you had to take that out to the world. Mm -hmm. And that was that was quite challenging. I think that not only being sometimes the only woman in the boardroom, pretty much the only black woman in the boardroom, mm -hmm. definitely the only black woman with dreadlocks at the time in the boardroom, mm -hmm. um, was a challenge. You know, a lot of times my voice wasn't heard or respected. Mm -hmm. So I just had to really, really firmly believe in what it is that, that I wanted to bring forth to as my offering to the world musically in order to jump over quite a few hurdles and lots of mountains and a lot of valleys. Mm -hmm. But um, I, again, I, I can't use the word blessed yes. enough. It's all been so ordained and all been such a blessing. Wonderful. And so what's next for you? Wow, what's next? Um, there's an artist that I didn't mention that's probably my favorite, favorite artist. I've, I was a fan of his ever since I was 14, and I got the opportunity through my career to work with him many different times, and that is George Clinton, the mm. godfather of funk. <laughs> and George turned uh, 80 years old uh, this past July, and I have been commissioned to curate a year's worth of events for him. And we started with an amazing party in Los Angeles and um, we're doing several different events for him. What people don't know is that George is a visual artist. And right now we have him down at Art Basel in Miami doing his art exhibits. Um, so over the course of the year, we've got many events, but it culminates with him getting the Hollywood Walk of Fame star, which I'm really excited for him. Wonderful. So my, yeah, so I'm working very, very hard on George as well as uh, breaking some new artists that are independent artists and continuing my my work overseas. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Vivian, as a part of our Real Values, Real News podcast, we have what we call the Real Values Speed Round. And I'm <laughs> going to ask you a set of questions and you can just give me one word answers, but we try to do it as fast as possible. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. I'm <laughs> ready. I'm ready. Okay, so it's going to have to, it's going to be dealing with Hollywood as well as music. And so here we go. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. First question, what does Hollywood do well? Be very Hollywood. <laughs> what does the music industry do well? Give joy to the world. How can Hollywood do better? By being more inclusive and more diverse on the real. And since you're in LA right now, what's the climate in Hollywood in 2021 in your opinion? Uh, coming out of fear into the light. I love that. Okay. In your ideal world, what do you want your contribution to be in music, Hollywood, and more? I would like to be known. I would like for my legacy to be known that I love hard. And I love hard and no matter what I do. So if I bring something to someone, they know that it really is a part of my DNA and that what I bring is real. Amen. Any last thoughts you would like to share? 
Oh, no, Jess, thank you so much. You know, we don't necessarily get these kinds of opportunities to talk about ourselves and the work that we do. And I'm really a very behind the scenes person. I'm married to someone who's very <laughs> upfront in his world. And uh, I don't often get these kinds of opportunities to speak from my heart. So again, I just thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you, Vivian. And I know how behind the scenes you are. So it is an honor and a pleasure. Again, I can't say that enough to showcase you and highlight you and honor you. It, it, it just means the world to me. And we look forward to having you in Waco, Texas next February so we can love on you some more. I just <laughs> totally, you know, um, just just love you to death because you've been so supportive of me and my life personally, as well as in my career. So I just can't do enough to love on my sister friends, which you are at the top of the list. So thank you, Vivian, oh, so, so much. Fine. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I'll see you in Waco. Okay. Just let me know when Thanks, ready. Vivian. Have a All good right. one. Bye. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode of Real Values, Real News. Many thanks to our sponsors, TFNB, Your Bank for Life, AARP Florida, Creative Waco, Marie's, and the GB Lindsay Family Charitable Fund. I am Dr. Tyra Lindsay Warren, and it has been a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you for listening. Please join us again for our next episode. And always remember to let your light shine.